What's going on, guys? This is a very special episode of Here's the Thing. We have a new guest. We have guests. Oh, yeah, we, we got guests. a new person. Uh, most likely, she's going to be on the rest of the episode. So go ahead and introduce yourself for me, uh, please. What is going on today, everybody? I'm Rain. I am their new guest today. So see how it goes. <laughs> that is Rain, like... R-E-I-G-N, not rain as a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this is your boy Crimson Black. And Damien Drago. And we are back for part two of our Star Wars shenanigans episode. <laughs> yes, all the shenanigans, all the shenanigans. I got a shenanigan. So, before we even get into any of that, remember like what we do, go ahead and be sure to follow us on all social media websites at Power Trip OP. That is P-O-W-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-O-P, capital P-T-N-O, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can go ahead and get the rest of our podcasts at patreon.com slash Power Trip Operations, all spelled out. Dollar a month, you get access to everything. And we also have stuff coming to more tiers. Very, very shortly. Very, very shortly. Should be up by the end of the month. It'll be beautiful. Yes. Yes, it will be. So, go ahead, and if you don't feel like going ahead and throwing a dollar there yet, be sure to at least follow the page so you'll be in the loop of all the new stuff that we put out, along with our social media pages, because every new update will go there first. Absolutely everyone. Now. On to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hungry again. For, <laughs> for part two. Steaks and weights, baby. Steaks and weights. For part two of this, here's the thing with Star Wars series. We're going to attack. Okay. Attack Everybody's is, precious. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, attack is attack a bit is strong. Attack is a bit strong. We're going to give you the realization. Yeah, I, I like that word. We're going to give you the realization Drop down the that your beloved OG original trilogy, trilogy we talk about four, five, and six, or technically the true one, two, one, two three. three, aren't good because of well. The his, I'm not gonna say that they aren't good. They aren't good. Not as good as you think they are. Exactly. Because of two new movies mm-hmm. and the originality of themselves to begin with. Yep. And this is all going based off of the fact that George Lucas has said that he wrote out episodes one through six first before he did anything else he just happened to put out four five and six first because of technology um wasn't he knew that for the prequel trilogy that it would take too much for those movies to be truly done well yeah which I am so glad that he waited. But they also do this. They also give you these random little plot holes that yeah. shouldn't exist if, yeah, you had the if he had the whole thing right written now. So, again, made. this is all going to be based off of the knowledge that he says he had all of these right now. Now, is that the case? Most likely not. We're most likely going to be calling him bullshit on a lot of his stuff. But. Drop a clue bomb for him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is how we're going to do it. And so this, this structure isn't going to be as held together as the last one. Because as you guys may have known, we went a little bit over last episode. A little bit. 
So, just a little bit. So we're gonna try to do things like this. We're gonna hit specific points, and we're gonna bridge in points from all three movies and try to do it that way. And hopefully, this time will work out a bit better. And if it does, we'll do this for the next episode. If not, we'll just go back to the old format and hope we don't go over. Yep. So. Here's my, one of my biggest issues with the OG trilogy, because we're not going to go in order because there's no point. It'll be easier if we just take points, talk about it. Here's the one thing that they did fix mm-hmm. in Rogue One, but this is my oh, issue. Vader. This is my issue that they had in Rogue Trilogy. I never understood why anyone was afraid of Darth Vader. Yeah. The only thing he ever did was force choke somebody. That was it. That was it. That's... Oh, wow. Both, like, he had two duels, well, three duels. The first duel, he won, but it wasn't an impressive win because Obi-Wan just essentially committed suicide. The second one, he beat somebody who hadn't been trained very well. And then the third one, he let his son win to try to turn him. So there wasn't any real fear. Yeah. yeah, he never had any. No, everyone was like, oh my God, Darth Vader. But I was like, why? It's like Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett, was Boba, like, Fett, Boba Fett was just that character that looked cool. Yeah, Boba but, Fett is the Captain Phasma of that time. Exactly, but at the same time, Boba Fett was the greatest bounty hunter in the entire galaxy. And he got eaten by a giant... I'm not going to say what I don't. I don't remember the name of that I don't remember it. At all. Like a giant meaty... What's that movie with uh when the with the chick that has the teeth down there? Whoa! It was it was. It was uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, that's a movie. You ain't know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah. What is that? What is that? <laughs> oh man! What is that? Okay, I had an ex show me that movie because she had a very weird sense of humor. Yeah. I thought you were going somewhere completely different. What she was. No, no, no. That was. It's, it's, called, a, it's wow. called teeth, I think. Someone like, yeah, it is T. Yeah. I think it's weird. If it's shit. not T, somebody hit me up on one of our social medias and let me know. <laughs> wow. That, that movie that's, that's but yeah, there's a real movie where a female is like her, I'm just going to say it because I'm an adult, her vagina is <laughs> teeth like a shark. But that's yeah, not the hair over there. That. That's pretty much why he got beaten by. Something like that? Something like that. And uh, I felt it was a little bit, uh, a little shop of horrors because I've actually made gifts of him dying where the creature is going feed me Seymour <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel like no, that scene so plays out in my head but either way he went out like a bitch yeah <laughs> they did they didn't the first original trilogy gave it showed me why I should be afraid of the Empire not its leaders I wasn't afraid of Palpatine I wasn't yeah. afraid of Darth Vader yeah. I wasn't afraid of Boba Fett and those are your three greatest threats and I'm looking at you like eh in the right situation I could take you yeah, like, there was no real threat true, coming like, from yeah, the Empire. No threat, period. You were just kind of like, all right, well, they're here. So these are the guys who are supposed to be the bad guys, and that's essentially it. Yep. You don't really get much else after that. Now, granted, they fixed Palpatine. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> fixed Palpatine and the prequels. Yeah, they fixed Palpatine and the prequels because, you know, he threw the Senate at him. Yeah. Through the whole oh, city at my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they, 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 they fixed Vader twice. They fixed Vader by showing us just how powerful and dangerous. Excuse his phone. He, he's getting some 
calls at the moment. Mr. Bill, if I had money to pay you, you wouldn't have to call me. <laughs> um, My dude just dirty his laundry up. <laughs> Aaron, all that shit. I'm an adult. If you ain't, if you adult and you ain't got a bill collector to call you at least once in your life, you ain't doing something right. Yeah, that's oh, absolutely wow. right. So even if you pay on time, they still call you. Exactly. <laughs> you be like, hey, we didn't get your payment. I literally just gave it to you. Anyway, but that's nothing here no yet. Another point is like they fixed Vader by showing us how powerful Anakin was just as a Jedi and as a Sith. Yeah, but he first so... became Vader. But they really didn't fix Darth Vader for me and I know for a lot of people until, until that Rogue scene One. in Rogue One where everything just goes quiet. Everything hey, goes quiet. You just, you just, you just the, see that red saber you pop just, up. You hear the breathing first. <laughs> you hear the breathing. You see everyone do that like that slow See, like, that's another scene that kind of hints at it when Han was trying to shoot him in Empire and he just deflects the shit with his hand and then takes the gun. That was like a little show to show how powerful he is, but if you're gonna do that, at least just give us a little bit more with that. They created a whole new trilogy. They wanted to show that Kylo Ren is a whole threat. They immediately have him stop an entire blast shot in midair. Like, from a fucking, uh,. It was from a turret, wasn't it? No, it was from a, uh, I guess their equivalent of an uh, assault rifle. I don't know. That shit was kind of big for that. It might have it might have been a turn. I, I we're going to we rewatch that shit. We're going to rewatch that. And Kylo immediately turns around and goes, he, stop, nope. he stops it. He continues his interrogation. It's that still in the mid that to establish him as a threat. Yes! That's you saw how dope Kylo was because of that first show of power yeah. as soon as he gets on screen. Now that's because of the writing and uh, the director, but... At the same time, it shows the potential that it has and mm-hmm. like, like we Why said... Why he's a scary motherfucker. I'm sorry, but if you shoot somebody, they stop the bullet, continue to talk to you, while and the bullet is just sitting there, and it, like, kidnaps you, takes you off, and then when they leave the planet and the shit continues to go, that's some scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was my whole big threat, my whole issue with like the original trilogy. And it's like, I'm supposed to be afraid of these guys, but I'm like, these are mediocre villains. And these are some of the people, when you ask somebody randomly, who, like, the most who are the most like powerful. scary villains or who are the most powerful villains you ever you never know. Hell, they, Darth Vader is one of the most iconic villains of all time. Exactly. And up until Rogue One and the prequel, you never understood why you are you're supposed to be afraid of him. Like the So would you the put prequels, uh, Darth Vader in like a, a Thanos you know, standpoint? If you would have to be like, oh no, because you knew immediately why you should have been afraid of Thanos. Because Thanos has Thanos been showing up. his air and his will and his power just with his reach all the way up through. And even if you want to be like, well, that's just that menacing, overviewing villain that's always there. He felt his first showing him showing up. He immediately shows up at Thor, at Thor's most powerful, when he has his brother on his side. (laughs) He has Heimdall with him there, and the Hulk, and and he kills half the Asgardians, and kills Loki, kills Heimdall, beats the brakes off of Hulk, 
and sends Thor into space just because. <laughs> just because. Okay, okay. I see. So even still with Thanos, you see why he's a threat. Yeah. Vader, you never really get that feel until the prequels pop up. Because yeah. of the fact that because when Rise when uh I mean James Earl Jones's voice did it for most people, which is why they made they essentially were terrified of him. But, but at the just, end of the just, day, it's just Dark Mufasa. Like you can't really yeah, do like, anything. That's, that's like saying that's like saying, well, I'm afraid of Michael Dark clunking, Dutton clunking, Duncan, just because of his voice. Like, but a lot of people were afraid of him just because of his voice. Yeah, but that's just being afraid of the deep black boy, uh, the big black guy's deep voice. That's what they tried to do with Vader, is what I'm saying. And it didn't work. No. You can't make a full story off of that. It's just not gonna be a thing. Do you think if they had the Vader from the prequels in the Vader in the trilogy, that made a difference? So here's here's my thing. Here's the thing with it. The reason why he isn't a threat is because of the fact that, and we'll just bridge this point because of the fact that they're kind of intertwined. It's because of the lightsaber duels. Yeah. They're not impressive. They're not impressive at all. They're iconic, but they're not impressive. Hell, they're fight just... choreography wasn't a big deal in Western movies at the time. So it wasn't something that was ever going to become a thing. And because of that fact, it was just unfortunately going to be one of those situations where they can't really do much with it. Yeah. And luckily, when the prequels got here, we were able to legitimately see some legitimate fight choreography, which is why in the prequels, those lightsaber battles are so dope and why they have like full on stories being told when it comes to all of that shit. And for example, in the first battle that you see of him versus Obi-Wan, that was supposed to be a hell of a story being told of the mentor being surpassed by the student. And that doesn't really come off at they all. They clash twice. He swings into him and he just vanishes. Yeah, because he was like, strike me down and I will become more powerful than and lifts his lightsaber. And that's the end of it. That should have been the end of it. The entire fight with his son Luke the first time was supposed to be the main protagonist who has done great things which he never really did. Yeah, but again, that wow. that's mainly due to Rogue One. Right. That's but mainly due to Rogue One. this protagonist who has done so many great things, who is finally met with a true threat and realized that he is not up uh, to the challenge. And that was the whole point it, of Empire, it, it, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, it literally, you know what it really looked, that fight literally looked like to me? It looked like two kids, it looked like that seven-year-old bully who beat up five-year-olds <laughs> And neither one of them know how to really fight. Yeah. So they're just doing that like that twirling arm thing. Yeah. And the seven-year-old's just connecting where the, the, the five-year-old can't. Yeah. That's exactly what that fight looked like to me. It looked like a bunch of kids, it looked like a bunch of grade schoolers fighting each other. Yeah, and, and it was just like so the other. most iconic thing about Star Wars is the lightsaber battles. And to kind of give a preview on um, for the next part when we uh, attack the Disney trilogy. Like, the whole thing with that, they know that for a fact. So they essentially slow tease all the way to the end in the forest in The Force Awakens, which people were still pissed off about, but we'll get into that on that episode. Yeah, because as, as much as that fight, I could say, kind of annoyed me, it was still perfect. Yeah, in the story because the story that was being told was there. 
with words and without words. There was no story being told in those fights in the original trilogy. They were there just weren't like, because they didn't care about fight choreography back then. Isn't it true that even for the original trilogy, like when he wrote the script for the fight scenes, he was just like, and they fight. Yeah. That's all there were. We he brought in legitimate uh, fight choreographers. Well, Lucasfilms brought in legitimate fight choreographers for the prequel trilogy, which is why you get the stories being told through those fights. You don't have those here because you just go, all right, they fight a little bit, and you can see where he says they fight because they clash a, like two or three times, then they speak. Is it sad? They clash a few times. And then they speak, rinse and repeat until somebody quote unquote wins. Yeah. I'm really sad because as I'm sitting here right now, I literally just wrote Jar Jar and fucking Revenge of the Sith, how he's makes his whole big reveal as he's evil, dies in that so that you can explain why he's not in the four, five, and six movies. I'm gonna talk about that later. Another thing I don't like about Star Wars. They d Here's the thing. In the prequel trilogy, we understand why Anakin is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. Yeah. Because off rip, he was a. He literally was like, okay, I'm really good. But to be fair, even in the OG trilogy, they make one off thing about him being a pilot. And then the only other time we see him in a cockpit, he gets blindsided by Han. We don't, we don't get any proof that yeah, he's a good pilot, that, like, period, yeah. in that entire saga. Yeah, but he was like supposed, he's like, yeah, I think that's Think about it like this, all the shit that he does, all the shit that he does in Revenge of the Sith alone, should have been, been a question mark on like, alright, why the fuck is he not doing this shit now? Yeah. Because he's a very unorthodox pilot. Yeah. He in went 4, 5, and 6? Why is he Anakin Skywalker, yeah. i.e. Darth Vader, when he was, even when he was 10, mm -hmm. he was one of the, he was really, he was one of the best pod racers on his planet. Okay. It's how he kind of was getting by in his slavery with his mother. Mm -hmm. He was a racer. And so all those reflexes, all of that shit came from him racing. And these are, most times, life or death races. Exactly. He shows his... He first attempts his first really like sky flight or sky fight or space fight rather. Mm -hmm. And later on in that same movie, when he gets in a ship, the autopilot takes him to space. Right. Because all the ships are programmed to, I guess, converge on each other. Yeah. For the fight. So the autopilot literally takes it up. He turns off the autopilot and then he immediately, while also being taught by R2D2. Yeah, because R2 is walking him through a lot of shit too. He is literally just pod racing the entire time mm -hmm. and help wins. And then he goes on from there to become literally the best pilot in all of Star Wars yeah. at that point. And they reiterate that point over and over, over and over, over again. They were at that point throughout the entire Clone Wars saga, and they keep kept mentioning that in all of Star Wars and in all of the Legends. And here's the and here's the thing about that. He the never shows time, it in the original trilogy. And even when they try to do uh, the whole, well, Luke is a dope ass pilot because of the fact that How? he was. Luke only is a pilot in two of those movies. Yeah. And he thinks outside the box one time, which wasn't really a real feat of uh oh the whole tying up the yeah the so that was legs. that was really clever yeah but it wasn't something that anybody else could have done and, and again so like, bridge back why like rogue one pissed that off so rogue one shows us that the slightest little thing 
it didn't even have to really connect it just had to hit anywhere around that spot would have sent the death star into explosion so everyone so like the entire field of like well you gotta shoot down this tunnel they could have just shot it and it would have still exploded exactly the flames down that port is what caused all of that shit so it wasn't impressive anymore and on top of that he goes out of the way of saying well two meters wide that's that's swamp rat size me and my friends used to do that, like, used to uh, blow up shit on, like, blow up rock wet, so that T-16 right, all the time. But, Which means anybody in Tatooine with that level of boredom could have also made that shot by eyeballing it. So it wasn't even the force that helped him do that shit. So technically, he wouldn't be. There is no, he's a good pilot because his dad was. He's, yeah, he's not even exactly. a pilot, he's not even a fighter. There is literally nothing good about Luke Skywalker, and that's even proven in the Disney trilogy. Now, the Legends, which, now that I think about it, explains why everyone, the way they're telling the story now, it reiterates why everyone's pissed off that they're not just retelling Legends. Because yeah. in Legends, Luke does, does some of the craziest shit ever. Yeah, Luke, is, Luke becomes a Grand Master of the Jedi, which is the highest rank that any Jedi can ever hold. He is like, that the, dude is the shit for real. Like, he's one of the best. Like, even in The uh, Force Awakens, when you take the uh, Dark Sith ending, mm -hmm. the True Sith ending, and you go to fight Luke, it's the toughest, one of the toughest, if not the toughest fight in the entire game. Because Luke is, in Legends, is just that nigga. And then you, then you see him in the original trilogy, and, and you're just like, and what the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> like, think about like this. Luke! Like, <laughs> here's my issue with the original trilogy, because this is how a lot of the original trilogy fans are. A lot of people, especially in our generation, came into Star Wars with, with the prequels, prequels first, right. and then watched and the original. And then watched the original. And then everyone's like, oh, when you're watching the prequels and you're talking to people about the prequels, Especially with the older cats that watch the original, they're like, oh, but if you like the prequels, oh, the originals are so much better. And then you watch them, and they tell you, well, you gotta think about it like this. The fights aren't gonna be that impressive because of the technology at the time. So you just- It you, wasn't even a technology thing, it was a choreography thing. They didn't well, yeah. care about the so, choreography. Right. So you, you take that in, so you're really looking at- Exactly. The, what you say? I know it's more about story. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's the thing that they missed. Entirely. Everything, when, when you're building a story, and especially anything like an opera or anything that has a legitimate battle to it, uh, you have to take all of that shit in consideration. For example, why do people like uh, Kung Fu movies so much? Because of the fight. But the fights are telling the, the story. story. Action movies in general are like, so fight scenes in action movies should be the way music is in musicals. It furthers the story, it gives you the context and tells you what you need to be knowing yeah, about certain example things. example of this was the, remember the Jackie Chan movie where he goes from his snake style where he couldn't beat the dude with because he was also using snake style, he was better at it, mm -hmm. to, I guess, his tiger style that he knows now. Yep. And he learned that from a cat fighting a snake. And in the choreography, you see how- The cat trying to fight, fight the snake. snake. Like, I think of that movie. But it was it's literally one of the, like the best Kung Fu movies of all time. Mainly because, you know, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is a god, but <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan is good, fight me. Jackie Chan is the greatest of all time. Oh man. But unfortunately when it comes to situations like that and you just kinda loop around back to these lightsaber duels, their biggest thing was pulling from Japanese Bushido when it came to the lightsaber battles. Mm -hmm. Which Every one? single person when it came to Bushido back then had their own specific style of martial art. 
everyone brought their own shit to it. Now, when you try to say that that's what you try to pull across in the original trilogy, that's not what happens. Everybody's doing the same strikes over and over. It's basic swordsmanship that people learn from watching like standard videos. Which makes no sense because and I, I can't, and I can't even be like, then. and I can't even be like, well, it's because of the fact that these guys didn't have enough time to learn their own stunts. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen did that entire <laughs> scene in Revenge of the Sith, and that shit was dope. So, because of the fact that you, if you give actors enough time, especially if they really love the product that they're trying to put out, right? They're going to put that in there. Hell, John. So the only no reason John Wick shows that. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Because he absolutely he see John Wick is another John Wick is another fucking person. Like that movie specifically tells a lot of its story through the fight scenes. Now the one that does it best is a tie between Parabellum, which is the third movie, and the first one. But at the same time, all three of them do it very well. And because of the fact that the most iconic thing in this movie is the lightsaber battles. They should have been doing the same thing with it. Yep. And then another thing that pisses me off, I don't know if you wrote this down, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to guess what your bullet points are. Ah, gotcha. Um, so whenever I'm off base, just tell me what they are. I'll pull it back in. Yeah. So another thing that uh, kind of irritated me about this, and it irritates me with a lot of writers, but mm-hmm. as long as soap operas have been on TV and a thing, you would think people would know how to do like love, love story. stories better. Yeah. Especially love triangles because those are the easiest ones to do. Yeah, but to be fair, it whole, felt like it felt like that whole love triangle shifted gears immediately. When you found out that it's his fucking sister? Well, nah, it's not even that. So no, it wasn't incest, it was something else. Oh no, it's <laughs> Here's the thing about movies. So like the this. love triangle switched immediately from Luke, Leia, and Han to Lando, Leia, and Han. I feel like once because Luke found out soon... his sister, he backed out. Well, he had no choice because Luke had... So, here's the thing about old-timey movies like that. Movies like that were always... They weren't as sexualized as they are now. Right. Where a whole movie would be like, oh, they kiss. You would see, like, Wonder Woman. Right. You know that they fuck because... They kiss, and then all of a sudden you see the light get turned out in the room. Uh-huh. So you yeah. know what happened. In movies like that, they would always just end with a kiss and then it would pan out. And then you just use your imagination exactly. to figure out what happened next. So It's because of the fact that they couldn't put shit on that on TV. On TV. It's and all implied. Exactly. So it is implied that it wasn't just a kiss mm-hmm. between Luke and Leia. So... Well, I wouldn't say that because of the fact that... Leia was already feeling hot. She kissed Luke out of spite because he was being the egotistical fucktard. Which, in his own movie, shows that he really shouldn't be. Exactly. Alright, so, since, since we're going to go ahead and brush up on Han being an egotistical fucktard, let's go ahead and show, like, explain to the people, because a lot of people didn't watch Solo, uh, Star Wars Story. Hold on, I'll be back. Oh man. So, for guys who most likely heard that, we just had a ring on the doorbell, which was very, very, very inconvenient. But, we're gonna roll with it. So, the whole issue with Han 
is the fact that you see that in the OG trilogy how he's this wonderful pilot, right? Right. And that's kind of his whole shtick. Mm-hmm. The issue with that is uh, Solo, his uh, solo movie yeah. shows that the droid that was originally co-piloting that ship, which was the best pilot in the galaxy, yeah. according to Lando Calrissian, put its brain into the mainframe of the ship. So the ship has an AI where it just flies itself. The ship is the one doing all of the badass nah, shit. Solo. Not no. him. Han ain't doing shit. But yeah, he was carrying himself like he was. Exactly. Because he didn't know. He didn't know? The droid gets destroyed, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and, it's, and Lando, no, Lando puts its brain into the ship uh-huh. so it can continue to live. But he didn't, I don't think anyone really realized just how living it became. Well, yeah, you see that at the end of the shit because of the fact that Lando's like, all right, how do I get out of here? And the ship literally flies itself. So Han doesn't even need to be there. Plus, here's the funniest thing ever. And about smuggling, which what Han Solo was. If you are a famous smuggler, like everyone knows your name, you are not good at getting shit anywhere. Exactly, you don't want to be known if you're doing that. And Han Solo was known to be the best smuggler in the galaxy, but everyone in the galaxy knew his name and knew his face. Yeah. So it'd be kind of hard to smuggle. It's it's one of those- uh, If they know you. It's one of those uh, fucking Jack Sparrow situations. You're the worst pirate I ever heard of, but you have heard of me. It's literally <laughs> Han Solo's shtick at this point. Oh my god, Han Solo was Jack Sparrow before Jack Sparrow was a thing. Yeah. He's even not even the main character of his own story. Well, to be fair, Jack Sparrow was created as a side character. Han Solo was also created as a side character. But the issue with Han is the fact that you take all of this time to try to build up something. And it's, it's the problem we have in a nutshell with all of the aspects that we're going to be putting on this. You put so much emphasis on how you want a character and a story to be told, but at the end of the day, you, do you very take all, all of that shit away with a newer movie. And it's not even like it's a retcon, because they still say like, oh yeah, nah, all of this shit happened exactly the way that it happened. Especially in like Rogue One. They just, Rogue One just explains how they all got the plans of the Death Star. Exactly. They already knew the Death Star was a thing, and everyone was like, well, how do we kill it? And they were like, well, her dad has the plan, so... Yeah, like, that shit was built from the jump. Yeah. Like, it was literally designed to fail. That was the entire point. He, he, that's the only way he could do it. He's a little like, the only way I survive long enough to actually be of assistance mm-hmm. is if I design it in a way that takes a long time for it to be built. It works, but it also is built to be destroyed from the inside. Which is also annoying because you see the Death Star plans in uh, Revenge of the Sith and Mustafar. Unless they're saying that scene. Like if that was like the uh, The scene that happened print. at the beginning of Rogue One happened well, well, now, during the same time. I wouldn't say that. I would be more so of they had the blueprint from what they wanted it to look like, but they didn't know how it was going to specifically work. Yeah, because that's how most things are. 
blueprint. So they had a concept, but not really a blueprint. Yeah, because like you go and you tell someone, I want a house built. All right, what do you want to look like? I want to I want like to look like this, but I don't really know how I actually build it like that. So yeah. that could possibly be that shit. They were like, we just want to play and destroy it and have it also be a space station that yeah. can sustain itself, sustain itself. Yeah. So here is another point. Uh, that many people don't really realize that they have with this movie and a lot of, well, movies, these movies. And a lot of people kind of take this and shit on other movies like the prequels for it. Obi-Wan in A New Hope is the reason why people feel that old people should not be able to fight well in Star Wars movies. Because he... He, well, one, he didn't have any showing at all because he was like, I'm too old for this. Mm -hmm. And then the first thing he does when he uses his lightsaber is he immediately give up. Yep. He's like, I clashed twice. I can't beat you. Kill me. Yeah, that, that was it. Was that the scene with Darth Vader? Yeah. yeah. Got you. So that's, and if you literally see one of supposedly the most powerful Jedi at the time. Who was like way past his prime. Literally feel like that. What you gonna do when you see another fucking uh, somebody in similar age according to their species? Nah. You don't yeah. you know, expect the same like, shit, right? Find one, yeah. You're gonna be like, nah, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But the story that was grazed upon in the original trilogy that is the entire story of Dark Side, uh, Dark Side, of Star Wars, mm -hmm. is that you can only beat the Dark Side by using the, the dark, dark Side. side. Yeah. Which is how, quote unquote, Luke got the, I'm using air quotation marks, the upper hand against Darth Vader. <laughs> by I, I get it, because he chopped his hand off. <laughs> <laughs> Knee slapper. Uh, <laughs> Was because so the entire time that they're fighting in front of they're fighting the second time in uh, they're in uh, Return of the Jedi right. the sixth movie mm -hmm. was them basic was Palpatine talking to Luke while Vader was physically fighting him. The entire point of that was to be like this is the power that you could obtain if you if turn. you join us and then he says something that takes Luke a little bit. And Luke gets uses that anger to fight Vader and is shown to get the upper hand. Right. Yeah. Every single So he purposely pisses him off to yeah, show that him. this could Absolutely. be you. And using emotions to fight in within the And horse. Vader specifically stops fighting back in that scene. Because he realized that Palpatine is trying to manipulate his son. No, no, no. Well, it was oh. yeah, so he was like, alright, bet this will get because at the end of the day, he wanted his son by his side. Palpatine had been trying to find a true replacement for, for Darth Vader. Vader ever since he became dependent on the respiratory system that keeps him alive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Vader was like, hey, join me together. We can rule the galaxy. He was most likely going to kill Sidious regardless because the thing with the Sith is they, they can only be two. two. And to become the master, you have to kill the previous master. Right. So... Sidious days were numbered, mm -hmm. which is why he has so many fucking uh, contingency, contingency plans for when he died, because he knew eventually he was going to get killed. I feel like he knew that Vader was going to be the one to put him down, too. Which, if you really think about it, 
is why he kept trying to find a replacement. Yeah. Because he realized that yeah. the state in which Vader lived in made him more powerful than ever. I still like your theory from uh, last episode. What? With, uh, he just didn't want to get that power drunk, yeah. so he'll never do that again. And that's what kept him in control at mm-hmm. all times. He was like, he was using, it was, cause that's the scariest thing ever. And I think Kylo is the best representation of it. When you use your, it's taking a quote from Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. What is the place between peace and anger? That's serenity. Kylo Ren and Darth Vader in his respiratory suit are the perfect examples of that serenity because they're always well, Kylo angry. is it. Kylo well, is it. Kylo becomes it. Kylo becomes it after taking out Snoke. Yeah. So it's still not even really with the mask. Because we still don't really have a big idea of what that mask represents until this new shit comes out. But I'm going to go ahead and read out the the Sith quote, uh, Sith code. And this is like why that shit is like so real when it comes to how he, they fucking overcome everything. Mm-hmm. So as peace is a lie, there is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force will set me free. So they use nothing but pure emotion and pain to, and to make themselves feel stronger. Much. Yes. So, and it's not just like specific things when it comes to like anger, hate, all that shit. That is all Jedi bullshit. The reason why they go to those lengths is because of the fact that if you are truly happy when you are angry, it will be even stronger. The higher the highs, the lower those lows are going to be. So through all of that emotion, especially when it comes to humans, which were the majority of the Sith, go figure, (laughs) that allows them to essentially act a bit more instead of premeditating doing everything and it makes it so and that's the you Jedi can't really keep up with it yeah I see. Jedi is always where where a Sith is just using his passion a Jedi saw his anger his rage his yeah. thirst for vengeance which is weird because in movies or whatever they would say don't fight angry clear your head do this do that but in exactly. this movie they want you to use your emotions or your anger to use that but they want you to do it so there's two different it's right. again it all goes down to the martial art of what is being taught so the Jedi are really yeah we wanna I guess we're the fucking ripping apart the trilogy so I actually like talking about this so we're gonna shift a little bit Uh, so the whole thing when it comes to how the Jedi were teaching everything it was uh, I feel like kind of a Buddhist monk mindset Mm -hmm. everything has a way that it needs to be done and it is you can't put your ego in the situation because of the fact that at the end of the day you don't really matter you are a being of the force you do what the will of the force implies which ended up at the end of the day giving them that big ass ego of yeah we're the important motherfuckers because nothing else matters exactly other than the force mm-hmm. and we're and at the time which is what the in my opinion what the new trilogy is trying to tell the story of mm-hmm. is that they were the only known force users if you use the force you were either a jedi or a sith yeah that was it Everyone can wear a lightsaber because then there were a bunch of people on dozens of planets. Hell, Darth Maul took over one that everyone was using a lightsaber-esque weapon. Yeah. 
The whole yeah. thing, the lightsaber is only iconic because of the kyber crystals, and the kyber crystals only function correctly because they must be attuned to the force. Which nope. is a whole nother thing altogether, actually. Which is why a lot of times when you see someone who isn't technically a Jedi or Sith use a kyber crystal, they're either black, which is always strong in the dark side of the force, or white, which is always strong in the light side of the force, so it doesn't mm -hmm. fucking matter. Yeah. You don't have to use your force to either find it or use it. You just have to get it. Because as soon as that crystal attunes to your soul, essentially, sure. it's fine. And so is the power of the force? In a, yeah, in a sense, because hell, it, that's what a lot of people don't notice, but that's what gave Snook his force abilities. Yeah, that black hybrid crystal that he had. Which he got from Palpatine, I believe. I think that's what the contingency plan said. Yeah, because they, they sent, uh, he sent his crew to go specifically find Snook and to uh, continue his first order, which is wipe out the Jedi, which is where the name of the first order in the Disney trilogy comes from. So Palpatine had backup plans for his backup. Oh, he had backup, backup plans, plans for days. <laughs> which is wild. To ensure longevity of himself or Darth Vader, what they wanted to do as a whole. Well, no, not, not just himself, like not really Vader. So he expected that if he brought in Luke, Luke would kill Darth Vader. He'd exactly, kill that's yeah. what he wanted him but to that's do. That's not what happened. He wanted to bring in Luke by giving Luke what he wanted, by killing the man that quote unquote killed his father. But was his father, so. Yep. When he kinda, realized that Vader was his father. That is when he went from trying to uh, defeat him, him to trying to, try to, to, try to save turn him. him back. Because he realized that Vader Because that became uh, his whole thing. Mm -hmm. Just like Ray's whole thing right now is trying to save Kylo. It's the same story being told over again, just different characters. Yeah, because there, that's why I, I did a research project for one of my classes that was like, why everyone's failing at creating original ideas and original IPs. It's because at the end of the day, people- Everything's just, already been done before. Not, not necessarily. There are a lot of stories, especially if you want to do like just books and just random ideas that we have had together that technically would either make a good show or a good movie. Yeah, but at the same time, like we can probably look and scour the earth and find somebody else who's had that same idea. Yeah, but then we both know nothing is original because if somebody's thinking something, somebody else has already thought of it. It's just kind of how it is. Yeah, I will always remember. That's why Charlie, uh, Charlie Murphy was always my favorite comedian. Because when he did his stand-up, yeah. uh, I think it was like Freedom of Speech. It might I, have been. I don't remember his name or titles. I'll have to look it up. But he did a joke where, with this joke, he was like, wherever you can think of, there is a motherfucker on this planet doing it. And this is why this joke he said was funny to me. Because he immediately said, right now, while you're thinking it, there is someone on this planet with a pair of jumper cables connected to his balls. For no other reason than why. What the? That's yes. true. Somebody on this planet right now is doing that shit. And what made, it, <laughs> what made it funny to me was after he said that, you remember the guys from Jackass? Yeah. yeah. I think they were on an episode of Wild and Out. Was it the Wild and Out or like Ridiculous? They were on some like. No, they were on Wild and Out where uh, Steve O put the jumper cables on his Put yeah. the jumper cables on his dick. I immediately saw that after I heard that joke. Before we get to our time, let's go ahead and wrap this up. So, in in the end, in the end, Darth Vader, Palpatine, and the uh, 
They weren't threats. They weren't threats. They weren't threats at all. Weren't impressive, and the only character that actually mattered and you cared about was Leia. Yeah, Leia was the only character that nobody would ever have any issues with because she went from being a politician's daughter to a war princess. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was a crazy jump, and it. Like, her character was really the only one that was done correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, you said she's the only one that did something to pro- she, the story. I put it to you this way. Everyone is mad at The Force Awakens for a lot of shit. She literally uses The Force in Force Awakens with no explanations, but because it's Leia... It's The Last Jedi, not Force Awakens. Oh, last, it was Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, in The Last Jedi. She uses The Force to save herself from dying, and every and with everyone else's problems with that, you very rarely see people talk about that, because they're like... No, nah, so a lot of people do have a problem with that scene, but, but the problem Leia. with that scene is not that it happened, it was the way that it was done, because the shot was, it looked really cheesy. That's what everybody's complaint was. Yeah. They were they were like, really? This is Leia we're talking about. You know we could have like actually done something a lot better that looked a lot better with that same feet. That's what everybody was saying around. They said that it looked like just a lazy green screen, which it did in all honesty. Probably Especially with the amount of shit that they put into the rest of the movie. It felt like that was only fan service that they just added into it. It didn't feel like something that they really wanted to be a part of it. I didn't expect that. And it's not even like, so people are pissed off, but it's pissed off because they were like, y'all did this shit and this doesn't really hold to the standard that Leia is as a character. It was more of a defensive thing for her character. So that didn't really do her justice in a way. Yeah. That's I exactly get, I, get, I, get, I get that. That's the first critique that I can actually respect. Yeah. I can actually respect that. <laughs> That's the first thing anyone has ever really said about like the new trilogy being an incomplete trilogy. So you don't really know the story that they're like that, trying that to was tell. like one of the biggest things. Yeah, I can respect and that. Especially after Carrie Fisher passed, ooh, people got even more pissed off. It was like y'all killed her off like this. It didn't. No, they didn't kill her no off. like the actual actress when she the died. The actress died, but they didn't. They pulled a Paul Walker on her. They, yeah, they didn't kill her off. They just ended. They well, because she had already finished the movie. Yeah, she she had already shot a lot of scenes from uh for the newest movie that's about to come out. Yeah. Oh, uh, she died before she could finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they stuck it to the best way they could. Hashtag R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But anyway, that that was why the OG trilogy just really isn't as good as you think it is. It really isn't. It's not. Now, it's, again, it's mostly in part due to the newer movies that have come out. And just the past showings and when yeah. you just really think about it. Yeah, why was, was Vader scared? Mm. He wasn't. Why was Luke cool? He wasn't. <laughs> Oh, but at the end of the day, if you like what you do, you like what we do, sorry, and you want to see us tear apart or possibly defend even on the future because of the fact that we've already defended two things. So we, we might end up defending something else in the future we don't really quite know yet, but we might. But be sure to follow all of our social medias at PowerTripOP. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, P-O-W-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-O-P, capital P-T-N-O. Also, patreon.com slash powertripoperations, spelled all the way out. Remember, go ahead and at least follow the page if you do not want to give that dollar a month, because we have some very exciting things coming up. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. It's going to be fun. 
So, Kaylee, you have fun? I have fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as always and forever, may your flames burn eternal. I'm never going to stop laughing at that. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time.